Dude, what is this stuff? And where can I get more? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> At least not this time. No, no, no. I'm talking about music. Music that none of us in that small desert town, at least back then it was small, had ever heard before. Looking back, many people hated the style and the delivery of this type and genre of music, and they still do. And that's why they just totally dismissed it altogether back then. But one needs to consider that regardless of how they feel about it, that not only does it take talent to write or arrange and put beats behind it, it is art. But more than that, to me at least, it was bringing to light a reality and a life that not only existed and was obscured back then, but still exists today. Man, these guys were rapping about all kinds of stuff. Stuff that much of the country had no idea or knew that was even going on at all. But we were all about to find out whether we wanted to or not. They weren't only bringing to the forefront what had been happening in the inner city for decades, but these rappers were doing it in a way that nobody, and I mean nobody, had ever heard before. And the reason that nobody had ever heard it done like that before was because nobody had ever done it like that before. All I knew was that when I heard it for the first time in art class, before our teacher could walk over to her little radio and push stop, I heard enough to know that this stuff was incredible. I loved it. And I had to get my hands on that tape no matter what. And I wasn't leaving that classroom without it. Hello everyone, my name is Bishop Friesch. Thanks for being here and welcome to My Life Through Music, where I talk about the songs and music that were either there at the time or describes thoughts, feelings, or emotions I was experiencing at those particular places and at those particular times. And the song that represents these memories is Dope Man by N.W.A. and the Posse, released in 1987. One of the many definitions I found for the word art is the quality, production, expression, or realm, according to aesthetic principles, what is beautiful, appealing, or of more than ordinary significance. Having said that, there are several art forms, and included among them, of course, is music. Like I said, nobody had ever heard anything like this before. Now, I had this progression or evolution, if you want to call it, in rap music that I was listening to, and I touched on it in a few of the previous videos a little bit further back. We were all listening to stuff like the Beastie Boys, Run DMC, LL Cool J, the Fat Boys, Houdini, and uh, just stuff like that. And all of this was introduced to me by California Kid. 
And this music was rebellious, somewhat turbulent in its own way. And yeah, it was in your face. But this, man, this, this new music was on a whole new level. It sounded different. The beats were different. They had the old school samples in it, man. And the delivery. Man, they did not give a... Dropping F-bombs all over the place. Using other words, explicit sexual content, uh, graphic description, and even the way they were talking about the police. I mean, all of it. All of it was radically new. And instead of just pushing it a little, these guys pushed it all the way. And a lot of us, we ate it up. We couldn't get enough. So by this time, things could not have been going any better for me. I had a new car. A brand new, off-the-lot, sky-blue 1988 Nissan Sentra. Thank you very much. <laughs> I had a girl. I had a great group of friends to hang out with, party with, and exchange music with. I mean, what more could you ask for at 17 years old? Things were going great. I even had a solid C-minus GPA, which barely kept me eligible for football. And one of the classes that helped me maintain that solid C-minus GPA was art class. I remember art class being in the afternoon. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was sometime after lunch. <laughs> you know that feeling in the afternoon? Especially after lunch, man. In this Arizona heat. Man, that, you know that feeling, right? You've got a full stomach. You don't feel like doing anything, right? <laughs> Well, thank God for art class. By the way, has anyone ever had an art class they didn't like? Or had an art teacher they didn't like? Or wasn't cool? <laughs> Never. <laughs> I even had an art teacher in college. The first time? No, it was the second time. <laughs> uh, who was super cool. Um, well, it was art history, uh, actually. But still, one of the coolest classes I'd ever taken. I even remember writing a paper on the dome in Florence. Yeah. She gave me an A on that. Really cool teacher. But I digress. She was awesome. And so was this art teacher in high school. She was so cool. She even had a radio in her classroom that she would just leave on and let us listen to while we were in class. Um, I think she just kept it on like a, a local pop station because it was safe. <laughs> but it was cool anyways because there was music and that was awesome. It was a real laid back class with a real laid back atmosphere. You know, everything was just kind of loose, you know. Um, you could stand up, you could walk over, you can talk to your friends a little bit as long as you weren't making a big deal about it. Um, it was just a cool, positive place where if you wanted to, you could actually lose yourself uh, into whatever you were doing and nobody made fun of you. It was just a real positive, positive atmosphere. One random day, as I was just staring down at the reflection of the fluorescent lights, just reflecting off of the linoleum floor, our teacher introduced us to a new student in class and he was a taller dude with uh, long black hair baggy pants baggy shirt I think he might have even been wearing like a jersey 
And once he got settled in, he was talking to us all about this new music he had brought from Los Angeles. And California Kid and I were like, what? And we went over to his table, which was just a few feet from us. And we just started listening to him describe this music. And he was doing it quite passionately. And he went on and on and on about this music, which made us even more curious. Finally, one of us blurted out, Hey, Mrs. Art Teacher, can we listen to his cassette on your radio? And it took a little bit of persuasion, but she finally said that we could. So he walked over to the radio, and he looks at it, he's studying it, you know, and he finds the, uh, the switch to change it from radio to cassette, and then he plops the uh, cassette in, and he rewinds it a little bit, and put his finger on the play button. And while he was doing all of this, that entire side of the room just sat there facing him and the radio. And I remember just feeling so psyched and so excited to hear this because if this music was half as good as he was building it up to be, I knew it had to be dope. Then his finger pushed play and the beginning of Dope Man by NWA and the Posse is what we all heard and obviously, it was nothing that any of us, any of us had ever heard before. Our eyes opened up wide like, uh, I don't know, like half-cut oranges or something like that. We stood there like statues, just hypnotized, shocked, just listening and taking it all in. And we weren't the only ones. Our cool, awesome art teacher who was... The, the most lax teacher in the whole school, I'd say. She was taking it in too. <laughs> yeah, for a second. <laughs> but then found herself staring right along with us. But she was staring for a different reason. <laughs> she sat there stunned, momentarily just paralyzed, gazing into what looked like nothing. I remember looking over and she was just like... <laughs> and we could see all over her face that she knew she had to turn that off, man. I mean, we all knew that she couldn't let that go on. I even winced a few times as I glanced over at her, you know, almost like embarrassed. I mean, hearing this for the first time, it was incredible. But before she could walk over and push stop, I had heard enough to know that this stuff was amazing. It was incredible. And I loved it. And I knew I had to get my hands on that tape, and I wasn't leaving that classroom without it. After all the commotion settled, California Kid and I, we walked over to him. We said, yo, man, you got to let us borrow that tape. And he, you know, kind of understanding at the time the importance of physically having the music in your hands, he was like, no way, no way, man. And he was very adamant. Um, he was like, I don't care how many times you ask me, I'm not giving this thing up, at least not for now. And we were like, oh man. And I know that there are a lot of people, millions of people out there like me, where when you hear a song or music that resonates with you, you gotta have it and you gotta have it now. And it wasn't as easy back then to just get music like that. I realized this peculiar characteristic um, all the way back when I was 11 years old. 
check this out. A great friend of mine, still friends to this day, uh, back in the day, we were on the phone and he was telling me about this record he had just got. And there was a song on that record that I loved. And I could only hear it, though, when it was played on the radio because I didn't have it. And he was talking to me and he was like, okay, yeah, man, the next time I come over to your house, I'll bring it and we can listen to it on your record player. And I was like, no, I want to hear it now. And I convinced him to play it while holding the receiver of his phone to the speaker so I can hear it on my end. And then I, I convinced him to play it again <laughs> while I took the receiver of my phone and put it up to the speaker of that old uh, tape recorder, the one that me and my mom were singing into way back when. And I pushed record and play, and I recorded that song through the phone. That's how bad I wanted this song. And, of course, it didn't come out, you know, really good. Um, but I could barely hear it. And at that time and at that point, it was good enough. So, six years later... When art class was over, and after walking real fast trying to catch up to this guy, you know, I'm going around people, you know, I got my big old, you know, bag with me that I never opened, never took any books out, and I, I catch up to him on the sidewalk, and I'm explaining to him with that same passion that I just talked about why I needed that tape, and I needed it today, and after, you know, 30 seconds of me just, just, just talking to him, he must have understood. And, you know, he must have been like a kindred spirit or something because he, he just changed, you know, in a flash. And he shook his head, you know, and he reached down into his bag. He took it out and he gave it to me. And, of course, you know, I told him, hey, look, man. I'll take care of it. You'll have it first thing in the morning. And I took it home and I made a copy for me and I made a copy for a California kid. And I gave it back to him the very next day, first thing in the morning, just as I promised. That tape had so many songs on it. Songs like Boys in the Hood, which was a hit. Eight Ball and, and all those songs. And I was so excited to listen to it. And... I remember just listening to it over and over uh, the next couple of weeks. It was awesome. It was mind-blowing, especially when you consider what I had been listening up to that point. It was, it was different, and it was ahead of its time. But then I actually started to listen to the lyrics and take in the lyrics, and I started to wonder... I mean, here I am in this small town in the middle of the desert listening to these songs about drugs and about all the other things that I, that I mentioned before. And yeah, I was familiar with drugs at the time. And that's all I'm going to say about that right now. But I didn't really know what was going on in the inner city. I didn't know what these guys were talking about. I didn't know what these guys were dealing with. And it, it made me think. And it forced me to ask myself a lot of questions. A lot of questions about, you know, who I was, 
or who I thought I was, who I wanted to be, and what was going on outside of that little town. And at that point, I had very few answers. And these are just a few reasons why I need to thank NWA and the Posse for these amazing songs who I did see. I did see NWA and Eazy-E in Celebrity Theater here in Phoenix, along with many, many other uh, incredible artists, um, some that I mentioned earlier. Um, but, uh, you know, I just want to thank you for your time. I know it's valuable. I'll put the links to some of the songs that I mentioned in the, the description below. You know, I had that music and what that music was saying in my mind at the time. But there was one more thing, one more thing on my mind. Something other than friends, something other than the new car, something other than girls, <laughs> believe it or not. We had a football coach who was in all of our ears every day, every single day. He'd walk around campus and up and down the hall saying, we're going to be good next year. We're going to be good next year. Get ready. Be ready. And I knew we were going to be good. I knew we were going to be good because we had all been playing together for the last three years together. But how good were we really going to be? I'll get into that. And that magical season as I invite you to join me in the next video when I talk a little bit more about my life through music. And, inclu and, and included that helped me maintain that C minus and somewhat, somewhat and I had to get my hands on that tape. And I wasn't leaving that classroom until I got it.